Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode of Low Season Traveller Insider Guides. I'm your host, Kate Burgess. We are joined again today by Annette and we discuss the rich Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander culture in far north Queensland. There are so many Indigenous events happening during the low season, it would honestly be crazy to go any other time of year. Hope you enjoy. Hi, Annette. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for coming. Hello, Kate. Thanks for having me again. I am really excited for this podcast to be talking about Indigenous culture in far north Queensland. It has often been a question or sometimes a complaint from tourists that Australia don't do enough to showcase our Indigenous culture. And as Australians, we shy away from our colonial history and the impact that it has on Aboriginal culture. So with saying that, I'm stoked that not only is there a huge amount of Indigenous culture, but Indigenous tours and art is available for visitors to experience in far north Queensland. And I want to start off with talking about the Cairns Indigenous Arts Festival, also known as CIAF. And this year it celebrated their 11th year and it's a celebration of everything Indigenous culture and Cairns becomes a hub of creativity and entertainment with visual art, dance, music, talks, comedy. I mean, the list goes on. It sounds like a really awesome event. What's it like? Oh, look, it's absolutely fantastic. It really celebrates Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander arts and culture through storytelling, through song, language. And really, what I really, I mean, I've seen it grow from a very small uh, art fair to the huge event it has become. Because there's people coming from all of these art buyers coming from all around the world just to buy art. And the art is from um, communities all over Northern Australia, but focusing on obviously North Queensland communities. And what I really love is that the whole of Cairns participates because they are art talks in different venues. They are exhibitions in different venues. The opening night has become a very, very lavish affair with a very expensive ticket to participate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but every day they are um, dances, they are exhibitions. Uh, there's a fantastic fashion show, the Cairns Indigenous Art Fair fashion show has become a really standard event on the Australian fashion scene. And there's some amazing um, fashion coming out of that. But also there are talks and symposiums and you can just go along and listen. And uh, the people, the artists, You don't just have the artists, you have the whole community traveling to Cairns and they will share their their issues. It's a great way of learning about the social and environmental issues that are affecting this community. And learning from the community themselves as well. That's so important. It's not just someone giving a talk about it. It's hearing their own personal stories, which just makes such a big difference. Exactly. And very often these stories are represented through the art. For example, a few years ago, there was this uh, amazing exhibition. They're coming back every year now, but I remember the first year it was shown. It was quite 
a revelation to me. I never thought about this, but all these drift, these nets, these fishing nets drifting in the ocean mm. and that are causing the deaths of some, we talked about turtles in the previous podcast. So many turtles and dugongs and dolphins get caught in those nets. And then those nets very often end up on the beaches in Northern Australia. So a lot of these communities have now started to collect these nets and to and started doing art with those nets. Wow. And there's some amazing stuff coming out, uh, coming out uh, of these communities. So really, if you are in Cairns, if you plan to be in Cairns in July, generally the art fair is sort of early to mid-July. I, they haven't announced the dates for next year yet. Unfortunately, this year it was a virtual event. Mm. I mean, unfortunately for us, but very fortunate for um, the organizers because that meant they could actually show their art to the whole world. The world yeah. didn't have to travel to Cairns to see the art. The art went to the people all around the world. And I hope this gave people the, uh, the urge to travel to Cairns in the next few years. I think that's a great thing about virtual events at the moment. I was talking to someone recently about a few countries in Africa that were highlighting their dance events and doing them virtually. And just the reach that it can get is so exciting. And I think stokes people of their want of travel. And then, you know, after seeing these incredible events, they're like, yep, Cairns, that's where I want to go. That's where I saw the beautiful art. You know, that's my next spot. So I think it's been really exciting to have virtual events and great that they've been able to go ahead at all. Exactly, yes. Yes, definitely. And then if we are talking about July, we are also in July. Generally, you also have the Laura Dance Festival. Ah, and then Laura you beat is... me to it. Perfect. That was my next <laughs> question of incredible Indigenous <laughs> events. Yes, I would love for you to tell us about it. So Laura is um, north of Cairns, at the beginning of Cape York, past Cooktown. So Cooktown is about 300 kilometres north of Cairns. Mm -hmm. And uh, Laura is uh, a little bit further than Cooktown. So you need a four-wheel drive to get there, or you can go there with a tour. And uh, every year in July is the Laura Dance Festival. And it's the same thing. It has become a huge, huge event. It's, Laura is a central meeting place for people from the Cape York. Mm. So as well as being home to Australia's most significant collection of rock art, because there's some amazing rock art sites out of, um, of uh, Laura, the town now also hosts that festival every year. Now, I checked the dates for 2021. The dates will be the 2nd, 3rd and 4th of July. So mm -hmm. you really could do Laura early July and then wait a few days or about a week or 10 days and do the Cairns Indigenous Art Fair. So what happens at the festival? You have people from the different communities from Cape York who come together to celebrate with uh, music, dance, singing, and uh, of course, amazing cultural performances. So it's a great family event mm. because families mm. come to participate and you've often seen, you've probably seen those uh, pictures of kids dancing alongside with their elders. That's how mm. they learn. And uh, it's, it's a great, great way to bring your own family if you have young children. 
bring them along and uh, they will be um, they will participate as well i think the great thing about it is that more than just enjoying dance and exciting atmosphere is that the law aboriginal dance festival is important because it's it's that preservation of culture and and they pass down their stories and so not only is it there for us to experience it but it's like this as you said a diverse meeting of tribes of new and old family members and and they reunite to keep their history alive and they allow us a seat at the table to experience it and i think that's the really special thing about it is that we get this awe-inspiring melting pot of of stories and histories created all in one and you know we're so lucky that we get to experience it from the outside i think it's just fantastic that's right and i think we are very privileged to be invited to share that alongside with uh, with them it's it's fantastic and i think it's extremely events such as these are so important to continue the oral transmission of the stories and we really should have a lot more and we should really um we should really have more we should really go and assist and help not help but there should be more help from the government but that's a different story that's a whole other story (laughs) for these events but people should really participate a lot more Mm. so as we mentioned you know Far North Queensland is the only region in Australia with two distinct Aboriginal cultures, obviously Aboriginal culture and and Torres Strait Islander, as you mentioned. So other than festivals and cultural events, are there tours that people can go on to educate, understand about uh, these cultures? Yes, definitely, definitely. And I mean, I'm not going to talk about the tours where you go and see a pretend or a set up um cultural performance no don't want to hear about any of those ones no Mm. (laughs) there are some amazing tours that i run like my favorite one is the full day cultural adventure tour where you go along a local kuku yalanji guide because there's a number of um different language groups in cairns so depending where you go because i mean if you go north of cairns north of port douglas to mossman gorge that is Kukuyalanji country. So you will go with a local Kukuyalanji guide and uh, along, and you will walk in the rainforest or there's another one where they go along the beach and you spear, with a spear, you learn how to catch a crab or a fish with a spear, but they will tell you, they will tell you about culturally significant areas and um, about the relationship they still have today with their land and you collect food along the way and they explain how the the plants for example were used for food or for medicine and this is something they would do anyway they would that's how they would teach their children Mm. so and very often if you go on one of these tours during the school holidays or on the weekends the kids will come along Oh, that's so great. in a way, yeah, you are a little bit, it's a bit like you are a child going along to learn. And um, it's really a very, very genuine tour. Um, and then, of course, you have Mossman Gorge. Mossman Gorge is a beautiful place uh, in the rainforest, in a daintree rainforest. So Mossman Gorge is about 
15 minutes by car from Port Douglas mm -hmm. or an hour and 15 minutes from Cairns. And um, the gorge in itself is just, it's a very, um, the river is beautiful. And uh, it's a very popular river in the uh, really hot months of November, December, January, because people go and swim there to cool down. But one part of the gorge is um, traditional land. And you can only go to this area if you are accompanied by a Kukuyalanji guide. Mm. And they, uh, they take you on a tour. There's an, they offer different, uh, different tours. At the moment, they are closed, of course, because of COVID. But once they start again, their tours are really very, very interesting. And you learn so much. They show you bush foods, unusual uses for native plants. So it's a fantastic tour. And if you go to Mosman, if you go to Mosman itself, the township before the gorge, there's also a lovely little gallery called the Jambal Gallery, which is a, an Aboriginal art gallery. And the artist there shows you how to do the paintings and explains to you what the different symbols mean. Amazing. Yes, so it's really some um, very genuine tours. And did you know you can also go to the Great Barrier Reef with and get a, an indigenous perspective? There's wow. a great so a you can book called... a tour with the indigenous people and go to the Great Barrier Reef. Yes, yes. Oh, uh, it's called Dream Dreamtime Dive and Snorkel has indigenous sea ranges. So you will actually have a whole different perspective on the Great Barrier Reef. You will hear the creation story of the Great Barrier Reef and just see things from their perspective. Mm. Yeah, well. So there's, yes, it's, there's so much to do. Yeah, so many options. <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask you as well, Annette, is that souvenirs can often be deceiving and as travellers, we may not know where souvenirs have come from or where money is going. And across the world, there's been issues of imported souvenirs and crude interpretations of cultures and things like that. So I want, uh, if you could, to give us a few tips for travellers that are coming to far north Queensland, if they're wanting to buy a piece of Aboriginal art or an Indigenous souvenir, what to, should people look out for if they are trying to support the Indigenous community and, and you know, not purchase any fake products or imported products? Mm. Yes, I, I think I heard a few years ago that about 90% of the jerry-doos sold in Australia were actually made overseas. 90%? So that's pretty, yes, that's, wow. that's very scary, isn't mm. it? So I always say, ask questions. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, Obviously, if you are buying a $10 painting or um, an object, a very cheap object from a market store somewhere, don't expect this to be genuine. Yeah. I mean, this is common sense, really. So I always say to people, buy from galleries or buy, if you can, buy from the art centre directly. But obviously, we can't all go in, into the communities and to the art centres. But ask questions. Ask who is the artist? Where is the artist from? How much does the artist actually get? Because mm. we've all heard horror stories about paintings costing uh, thousands of dollars and a 
the artist gets very little. And you really should get a certificate of um, authentication or a certificate of provenance. Mm. Provenance is really telling you where this painting comes from. And um, it's crucial for the artists because the origin and the history of ownership of a piece of Aboriginal art is, is really the, the birth certificate or the passport of this piece of art. Because painters can only paint their motives, what they own, yeah. or what has been given to them. So the, the painting is, a pass, is their passport, really. So you need to know who it is coming from. And uh, in Australia now, any piece of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander art, over $250, that is bought in an art centre, or an art gallery that sources paintings directly from the art center needs to have an authentication certificate. So really you should always ask yeah. for that authentication certificate. That's very and, good advice. Uh, yes, most people do it. I mean, you can fake an authentication uh, certificate, but ask, as I said, ask the questions, always ask the questions. And because really it's important because very often the sale of art in those communities is the only source of income for mm. people. So it's very important that the money goes to them rather than to different intermediaries. Absolutely. Annette, thank you so much for joining us and, you know, being able to shine a light on Indigenous culture and where in Australia you can experience it. It has been incredibly informative for me as well. And I'm realising how much I need to go and learn and experience this as well. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Bye. Thank you again to Annette for joining us this week. This region of Australia has a huge amount to offer in cultural heritage, beaches, rainforests, and clearly wonderful people. Thank you for joining us today. As always, if you have any feedback or destinations you would like to hear about, message us on our social channels at Low Season Traveller. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and family. Keep your travel dreams alive, and more now than ever, travel is better without the crowds.